So, like, take off to the great white north. Beauty. Beauty. Take off. It's a beauty way to go. Jeez. Take off, <laughs> you hosers. Welcome back to Hosers. It's episode 29. I'm your host, Chris Killingsworth, and joining me as always is Thomas Williams. What's up, Thomas? How's it going, Chris? Oh, <laughs> I didn't you, even, you know what's fucked about that? I didn't even, like, think of Carter's thing. I was just like, I'm going to say this. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. Yeah, yeah it's, listen. it's all natural. Yeah, it's, there's, it's cool. There's no drama here, buddy. Yeah. Uh, so uh, welcome back, guys. Obviously, we are missing our uh, comrade Carter. Carter has... Uh, some stuff going on tonight. Busy man, as you guys know. Maybe probably twice as busy as Thomas and I. Uh, so we're going to let him do that. And we're going to uh, bring... It's going to be probably a fairly quick episode tonight. Lots of stuff going on. Um, what's going on with you, Thomas? How's life? Let's get a little life update from Thomas Williams. Oh, nothing really. Just uh, hanging out, you know, doing the daily daily, whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, just nothing really. I have... Uh, Every day, I have this one thing that I'm doing is checking up on my peppers. Yeah, let's talk about your. So, so you're like now one of like the hockey Twitter like fucking food guys now, yeah? yeah Does Travis Yost know about your peppers? Oh, he'll probably hate them. Probably. Uh, True. No, but I'm, I've, I'm starting to in the fermenting game, you know. Let's talk about that. So, so I saw your like preparation and stuff. Which is cool. I like peppers. Like, I'm a pro pepper gar- yeah. guy, rather. Are we talking about, like, spicy peppers, yeah, green yeah. peppers? So I'm, make, I'm making a hot sauce. Okay. So, how I'm doing it is I'm fermenting it a little bit to get really in deep with it. And it's getting a little a little uh, funk to it. Getting okay. that uh, umami, you know? Getting that... Uh... Sorry? I'm not sure I'm familiar with that oh, term, no. umami. You froze for me. No, you froze. I couldn't see no, you. I froze. I've got great internet. Don't you dare okay. put that evil on me, no, Thomas no. Williams. Uh, but so I'm getting so some st- of that umami flavor, some of that or like good fermenty, lactic, acidy. Okay, earthy. Do you want to just earthy. keep throwing really adjectives earthy. out there? Like, because it's not really a vinegar-based sauce. It might taste a little <laughs> like what a acidy because it's fermented. Okay. But I'm basically. Uh, for all you guys out there, I'm basically copying Brad Leone's recipe from the It's Alive video series. I know it's pretty popular, but I'm basically making that. Um, so it has stuff like uh, habanero peppers. So okay. They use Fresno, but I can't find Fresnos in Ontario at all. So I mm. have to sub it with jalapenos, which it might taste gross, but I'll try it out. Okay. Uh, stuff like peppercorns uh garlic a lot of garlic uh cardamom pods pods uh 
else? There's, I think, one more. Mm. One more ingredient. Now I'm trying to forget. But uh, uh, how would you compare yeah. it to Frank's Red Hot Sauce? That's kind of the well, bar for I me. I haven't so. tasted it yet because it has to ferment <laughs> for like it has it has to like ferment for three weeks. I'm joking, just, straight up. Dude, I just like. For me, like, if we're talking condiments, like, I'm a barbecue sauce guy. Like, I like hot sauce, yeah. and I, I'm sure I'll enjoy whatever you concoct in your yeah. Yeah. in, in your, your fermenting phase here. But the best hot sauce I've ever had straight up is uh, there's a, a farmer's market really, like, down the street from where Robin and I live. Yeah. And uh, it's on Saturday mornings, and there's these two ladies there, uh, and the two of them and their husbands, uh, the husbands help them make it. But, like, the husbands aren't allowed to come to the farmer's market. It's only the ladies that'll go and sell it, Natural. which yeah. I think is awesome because... Uh, yeah, hell yeah. Why not? And uh, anyways, dude, I don't even remember the name. I wish I could shout them out, but uh, I'm going to pick <laughs> some up on Saturday. Okay, and... we'll do it We'll do it next week. We'll shout them out. Dude, it's so fucking good. Like, you know how they, there's that, like, I put Frank's Red Sauce on everything. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I will literally... Frank's Red, like... Not really, but on this hot sauce, dude, I would put it on literally everything. <laughs> I put it on pasta before. Oh, I put man. it on chicken fingers, See, I, like unreal. I picked up this one hot sauce. So I was in the grocery store in London. Uh, England or Ontario? Yeah. Oh, London, we did. England, uh, we, yeah. we did that bit. Sorry. Uh, and it was this like all natural Canadian company. Is this hot sauce on sale. I was like, oh, just pick it up. It was like five bucks a bottle. Yeah. And like... It had ghost peppers in it, but it's like main ingredient was like tomato and bell peppers and onion. So it tastes like a pasta okay. sauce. And then you get like this really like... That seems pretty strange, go- but I'm go- into it. Ghost peppers, ghost peppers like really kick in after. They take a while and then they get yeah. really hot. So, you, so I, I actually had it this morning on my uh, super millennial, but I had it on my avocado toast this Holy morning. Holy fuck, dude. That sucks. <laughs> I'm so bummed. <laughs> So it was good. It was like tasted pretty much like you put like ketchup on it first, and then it's like spicy. So it's good. Sorry, like you put ketchup on avocado toast. No, no, no. It tasted like because it had it's like tomato based almost. Okay. So uh, like, yeah. Kind of tasted like that. I'm like not a popular food take, but I think avocado is disgusting. So it's fine. here we are. The actually the only exception to that rule is uh, Carter like makes guac- guacamole. <laughs> Yeah. And it's like I'm not a big guac guy by any means, but it maybe it's just cuz it's got a couple extra ingredients like love and we friendship. Might ta- we might have talked about this before, but I think I could eat guac for like every single. I could just eat it by the spoonful. It's so great. I love it. Yo, I got to come clean just like up front right now. Okay. I'm so excited that you and I are recording. My dog is fucking on one today. Uh, so if you guys have been listening along, I've got a Siberian Husky puppy. He's just over three months old. Uh, and when he sees that the snow is falling, he looks out the window and just does this kind of like, why am I not in that fucking snow right now? And he looks at me and looks at me like I'm like some dumbass that like won't let him outside, but we don't have a fence where we live. So I have to like take him out and then... When I try to bring him back in, he just rolls around in the snowbank and refuses to get out of the snowbank. So he's a little pissed off at me because I had to bring him inside to record. But um, I did give him a dried sweet potato, which is like a snack that they like. So if you hear anybody munching, uh, it's not me. It is the dog. It's not you for one time, you know. For one time, because usually I'm (laughs) eating chocolate on the podcast. But uh, anyways, man... 
So I, it's hope, you and I me. hope like Puck just goes right up to your mic and just starts munching along. Dude, he that first time that we recorded with him here, I like learned a lesson or two. He remember I said on a previous episode that like BRB, like my dog's eating a lightning cable. Oh yeah. He's yeah. he's gone through a few of them because Robin and I leave them out and now we yeah, don't. Yeah. So as first time puppy parents or husky parents even. Uh, we're just, you know, learning that you gotta, like, chances are if, if, if he's being, like, bad, it's because he still has too much energy and needs to go right. out for a walk. So yeah. we walk him for, like, two hours a day. It's great. That's I've lost great. a little bit of weight, but, there you know, is. gaining it back steadily by eating chocolate every time we record this <laughs> stupid podcast. But, uh, no, it's, it's been really good, man. But, yo, so it's just you and me tonight. Shout Hell out to yeah. Carter. We love you. We miss you. Uh, miss fuck you. Max Domi. Uh, just get that yeah. out in the open. You were so <laughs> kind to put together some topics for us to talk about because I was driving in a snowstorm and had really no yeah. time to do any show prep before we started. So what's the first thing that you want to uh, dig into, Thomas? Uh, so probably the biggest news, like kind of recent hockey world, because on Monday, today's what day? That's Thursday. Uh, Today's Thursday. I guess yeah, I'm that's right. Dating the podcast, but whatever. Uh, that's okay. So on Monday it was like the Hockey Hall of Fame uh, induction ceremony. Yeah. And so of course we knew all the names and everything already before, but like it's a lot of people are talking about it now and like who's your next like big wave uh, of guys. So of course like now the big ones out like Willie O'Ree is obviously the one that everyone should be was saying yeah before and like guys like marty st louis was his first year and then he got in of course broder is like a lock no matter what uh yeah for sure so yeah it was a good it was a good class but i'm just wondering who do you think is your guy that should go in next that's a good question um i i know there's not a ton of people that have eligibility um i had heard on another podcast i think it was one of wishinsky's podcasts that uh patrick eliash uh is eligible to go into the hall of fame next year i believe uh so that oh no yeah i I honestly don't remember off the top of my head but i know his name's been floating around a little bit for a while here um but i mean overall i think it would be really great to um you know, I think we're starting to see, uh, you know, some of the, the women in the game be involved a yeah. little bit more in some of that, which is awesome. Um, and obviously, uh, there's some really great news about Cassie, Cassie Campbell Pascal. Oh, yeah. Always afraid I'm going to botch her name uh, being yeah. selected to the uh, like the committee, which I think is really important. So it's not just a bunch of fucking, you old know, white yeah, old white dudes fucking <laughs> let, like just call a spade a spade. Right. Like, let's let's get some other old, voices yeah. in the room. Right. Old white dudes uh, that think the most important stat about a goalie is wins, you know. Well, just win, baby. But just, I get where you're well, coming okay. from. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, like, yeah, no, but it's true though. Like, like, let's talk about, you know, uh, you know, statistics and things like that, that have a little bit more context. Right. So, um, sorry, sorry. go ahead. I have this one big person. So of course you're talking about women in the game and everything. And I know Haley Wiggenheiser is available. Uh, she was available next year. Oh yeah, that's right. Yes. Next year. Yeah, she's uh, in. So she's she's a lock, a hundred. That's a lock. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, but for next year, one of my favorite goalies, just because, of course, Toronto centric and everything, is Curtis oh, Joseph, tr- and he should fucking oh. go in. 
thought you were going to say Trevor Kid. Sorry. I thought you were yeah, going to say Trevor Kid. That's fine. That's fine. Well, I was going to say... Uh, why, why Cujo? Like, I mean, obviously okay. he has some accolades to back him up, but like... So he, has, so he doesn't have a cup. That's his big thing. Sure. But if you go on little hockey reference and go to the uh, goal saved above average stat, which is like the prime one for goalies. Like, it's basically if you performed, like, if how many goals did you save... About, yeah, it's pretty much what the stat exactly fucking tells you. Uh, <laughs> I was like, you're going to over-explain this, but okay, I'm going to let you go. <laughs> goal saved above average. It makes sense. Uh, right. Cujo, okay, I don't have it in front of me, but I remember looking it up, and I was like, this is my guy now. Yeah. Cujo has two of the top, I think, 15 seasons of a goalie in that stat. Of course, yeah. Has- Hasek and Bruder and Roy basically take up like the rest of it. And I yeah. think Jacques Plant is one that's there. Um, but Cujo has, like, okay, I think it's, I want to say, okay, I'm going to look this up now. Um, yeah, while, while you're talking about that stat, yeah. um, I'll just I'll just chip in and say, like, you know, uh, whether you're a Leaf fan or whether you followed the Blues or the Oilers or, you know, he did play for Detroit for that little bit as well. Yeah. Uh, like, Cujo, like, for me, and, and when I think of like my hockey fandom as a kid, it was Cujo and Potvin. Uh, you had the cat and you had the dog, oh, yeah. as it were. And I think um, like I've I've met Cujo a few times. Not not like a brag or anything, but I, I have <laughs> actually met him a few times. Uh, very fortunate to meet him. And I will say he is legitimately one of the nicest people I've ever met. Um, super normal, super down to earth. Uh, I was around him as people started to recognize who it was and surrounded him and were asking for autographs in a very public place. And the guy made time for every single person that came up to him, taking photos. Like, he's he's just such a great guy. And if you think about, you know, guys that, you know, should be in the Hall of Fame, and I know sometimes we think about, like, well, how like did they win a cup like what kind of impact did they have on their team that way and i think i also look at you know other guys who maybe didn't win a cup but like it's indisputable that they're gonna belong in the hall of fame right yeah so like when fucking uh oh, fuck this mouse uh like rogi vashon got in right all those, old, all those old guys like oh this guy has been around for a while uh and so he should win this the award and like get into the <laughs> hall and uh, so yeah. I have this stat in front of me now. Yeah, let's so, hear it, man. Fucking so goal saved above average NHL and WHA single season leaders and records of all time. Curtis Joseph's 1992-93 season is fifth all time. Yeah, that's crazy. So his 92-93 season's fifth all time. His 91-92 season is 29th all time. So when you think of players like. Um, and you know who else? Okay, this is kind of funny. In the top 30, you know who else only has two um, two seasons in the top 30? No, I don't. At 18 and 19 are Patrick Waugh. So he, yeah. his contribution is only two seasons in the top where he, he really made a difference for his team. Oh, no, wait. I'm fucking dumb. He has one at 26. Never mind. Okay, whatever. Just yeah, but that. still. Re- but still, like, like Patrick regardless. Wall, like, oh, he's the best of all time. 
when like Curtis Joseph the top five is is actually kind of funny uh, so it's Bernie Perrant has his best of all time by a, a yeah. lot he saved about 73 more goals than his team should have uh, been scored against that didn't make any sense uh, that's anyways. okay and then it's like Tony Esposito, Ken Dryan, and then Rogi Bashan, and then Curtis Joseph. Dominic Hasek is 8, 9, 10, 11. Yeah. So he has like, yeah, it's crazy. But like, I like this stat, like, historical, because you kind of see, like, it's their contribution. Like, Jose Theodore's uh, 2001, 2002, which I believe he won the Vesna, or he won the Heart. Yeah, I mean, to me, it, it seems like a bit of a lock. Did you see the article? It was on NHL.com. Dan Rosen wrote it uh, literally two days ago about the 2019 class. So j- here's a couple of names that okay. either are new to eligibility or, uh, you know, are kind of in the discussion. So we talked about Haley Wickenheiser, most oh, yeah. decorated member of Canada's national women's team, period. So, yeah, I think she's in. Yep. We talked about Patrick Eliash. Uh, Pierre Turgeon, uh, he's been eligible since 2010, um, but he has the most points of any eligible player that's not already in the Hall of Fame. Okay. So that's interesting. You have Jeremy Roenick, uh, but that's uh, yeah. I see, don't know. like he's like kind of the f- he, yeah. I could see like them just putting him in, like whatever. But he's he's the person just behind Turgeon. With the second most points eligible to go into the hell, like Hall of Fame, or sorry, rather, who aren't already in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Uh, you have Alfie, which I mean, I think that's probably a lock at some if, point. Maybe not right away, but I if think if Alfie goes that's in, then Elias has to go in. That's my thing. Hundred percent. Have I ever so, talked to you that... about my probably one of my favorite players growing up, Alexander McGilney? Oh hell yeah! He could go in as well. I think he should number eighty nine. He kind of wasn't he the one that. Oh wait, yeah, wasn't he the one that like pretty much had to break like out of the Russian camp? Him, him, and several other like, people break, over the yeah. years. Yeah, he pretty much. Yeah, because he was like one of the first regular Russian NHLers. Like he Dude. wasn't like Fedosov or whatever that just came in and went and. He scored 76 goals for the Sabres in the 92-93 season. <laughs> like, that's, I mean, that could have just been a good year, but obviously that wasn't the case. Cool. And I know he did win the Lady Bing for the Leafs, too, Hell in yeah. the early 2000s, if you remember that. Hell yeah. Uh, we Leafs talked about, in, of course. Colton Orr, fucking in. That's a, yeah. okay, continue on, I'll just go on that. Carter Ashton, in. he can come in and he can bring his puffer too. He can the, bring his puffer. I think that's the There's first. There's no drama. I think that's the first time I've heard Carter Ashton's name in like five years. Dude, remember he was like a blue chip. I don't even Who want to talk trade about from? He didn't. He, no. I think he got traded to Anaheim or something, no, and then no, no. he ended up going to the KHL. He did a one for one trade. It was someone for Carter Ashton from Tampa. Okay, listen. Oh, yeah, you're right. It was to Tampa. Uh, you look it up. I want to talk to you about <laughs> no, Theo Fleury, who we talked about. Uh, yeah, yeah. We could talk about Keith Keith Kachuk. I think he's a lock, too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he's, he's, like, just such a large and in-charge gentleman in 2018, which I, I respect that. I don't know if you've seen Keith Kachuk lately, but... Oh, yeah. Uh, 
So this this is we are definitely not the first person to mention this guy, but Sergey Zubov. I know some people have been beating the drum for him, Dave Lozo. Uh, Cujo is actually oh, on yeah. the list, um, which we just talked about. And then, last but not least, Rob Brendamore. Um, yeah. Played 20 seasons in the NHL, uh, just shy of 1,200 points. Um, and, yeah, just so crushed just, it, just basically. Maybe... 452. Sorry, go ahead. I won't interrupt. No, I was just going to say, he... He played well, right? And I think people remember Br- Brindamore just being so dominant when they won the Stanley yeah. Cup in 2006. Uh, not, you know, I don't want to talk about 2006 too much, but you know what? Let's let let's move on. We, I mean, we could talk about the Hall of Fame forever. Let's talk a little bit about the next topic on your list, baby. I don't know. You made a list, I thought. I did make a list. Okay, uh... Speaking of Hall of Famers and future Hall of Famers, good segue, Thomas. Thanks. Uh, we'll talk about one person trying to trade historically famous shithead, dickhead, Mr. Cox. Uh, oh, my trying God. Trying to trade a fucking future Hall of Famer in Austin Matthews. Yo, that's a great segue. I was <laughs> honestly nervous for a second there, but it's <laughs> funny because the the audio cut out just a tiny bit, oh, yeah. and you came in, and all I could hear was shithead, dickhead, <laughs> and I'm like, oh my god, he's going off. You know, like do it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk. But can I just ask? This is a little petty of me, but remember when he slid into that uh, that person's Yo, DMs, did you not see my and he like, I, I, like, I didn't. <laughs> I tweeted a. Uh, a screen cap of his tweet. I just tweeted it like when that came out. Oh my god, so, I love it. What, what, what did it say? It was like, uh, let me see this fucking thing. Yo, re- read your tweet. But like, what's the real reason that that he's just so moronic? Like, do you think that there's a part of him that's like, I'm gonna say something that is totally fucking insane? Well, you can't see that. Oh my this. god! No, no, no. If, if I could call the episode that long title, <laughs> I would. Okay, read, say, read like, us what the tweet say, says. Okay, so he once, back in 2016, he, like, probably was DMing with some girl for, like, nudes and shit. And then uh, he, like, tweeted out, okay, but if you'd rather not, that's cool. Just a selfie from right now is good. And like So fucked tweeted, up, man. Was so, I remember that day. It was, like, yeah, June 14th. So, like, everyone was kind of, like, Hovering around Twitter because of the playoffs and it was fucking hilarious. Yeah, and uh, then he like he didn't delete his account, but he did put it like on private for a long oh, time. I remember that, yeah. It was fucking weird. <laughs> Listen, buddy, it's so easy to delete your account. Let me tell you, I'm the fucking <laughs> master of doing that yeah, yeah. when I get sick of Twitter. But uh, yeah, yeah, like I think for me, like any controversy, I guess, is good controversy when you're in the fucking media. But, but to me, it just seems. I don't know. Do you think that's a stretch so, that, like, let's talk about what he said? Because I mean, it's easy so, to shit on the guy, but anyone... what did he say from what you remember? Oh, God. I'm blocked by the guy. I have to go to like incognito. Uh, Use the hosers Twitter. Do you remember what the tweet said, more or less? It's it was talking about, um, like, oh, if you should like sign, if Tavares is playing so well, then you don't really need like all these players, so sign Marner to a good deal, like, $9 million, have Nylander, blah, 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 and then trade off, trade Matthews for, like, um, like, whatever you get, like, a bag of... His quote was a bag of goodies. 
Um, so I got the tweet in front of me now. <laughs> and, and we're not talking about like nudes sent to you through DM, bag of goodies. So this, yeah. is, this is his tweet. He said, John Tavares is playing so well, it does make you think. Why not sign Marner and Nylander and trade Matthews for a whole pile of goodies? Not saying they would, but it's not such a crazy idea anymore. And that's because of JT. He wants almost to like spin it as a, like a compliment to John Tavares because he's playing so well that we forget about Austin Matthews is gone. But you're talking about yeah. a guy that will literally score 50 goals for you in his prime of like five years, like every single year. Well, and it's a little backhanded too, but like, how do you think Tavares has played so far? Like, he's been John Tavares. Like, what did you... Like, he's played really well, and, like, so you don't... But he's, like, worth that money and, like, done all that shit, so it's fine. Um, yeah. But they could have both, and it's and they could fit both, so it's fine. Like, I don't know what people are, like, complaining about. Like, what would you get... Like, I'm not even entertaining the idea of trading Matthews, or, like, what would you no. get for Matthews? Because that's just un- unreasonable. You're literally There's trading not... Matthews. Right, there's no player that is, like, at the fucking, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying Matthews is McDavid, but I think there's, like, a very elite tier okay. with McDavid, yeah. Crosby, and Matthews like, right now. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. The three... Oh, and, and Miko Rantanen. Yeah. There, thank oh, you. There you go. Thank you. But I was, like, Perfect. who would you, like, there's no trade in the world. There's no defenseman, even, that I would trade Austin Matthews for. There's no, yeah. like. I agree with you number of players so it's just unreasonable it's just pointing out and giving this guy attention that is so stupid and like i was talking uh to my dad about it actually because we always just like shoot the shit about whatever uh so i was talking to my dad about it and he was basically like we were joking about it and then he was like you know what these guys like steve simmons and damien cox honestly don't even this is his his words there's like honestly can't wait they don't even seem like they even like hockey like, they honestly, like, don't even yeah. like... like fuck. They seem yeah. like they don't even enjoy, like, watching sports. Like, they always complain. They're always, like, talking about how, like, their job is so hard. And, like, guys like Ryan Rashog, too, like... Oh, my God, don't even... You guys are, like, covering hockey for a living. Like, shut the fuck up and, like, appreciate your job. Like, yeah. honestly. Well, and I think, uh, like, a good chunk of that, too... I was, it's funny, I was talking to somebody about this at work recently, about how, like... Social media is, like, daunting for a lot of people. And I have long said that, like, where I think Twitter's great and Instagram's great, and I haven't used Facebook in a very long time, but I'm sure there's a place for that as well. I I do believe that there is a lot of projection and a lot of negativity and a lot of other stuff on there as well. Uh, And and I totally get that perspective because it's like, fuck, like, I want to... You know, I'm, I'm using this, and, and for a lot of people, we'll use Twitter as an example, as like a news source or, you know, a means to connecting with people that we've never met in real life or whatever that looks like. And then amongst all of the, you know, positive chit-chatting and banter and stuff, you've got these guys who are just like, oh, you know, l- let me say something so controversial yeah. that is like nonsensical and is just like unfounded often like with this matthew shit like why would you ever entertain that and the other side of me is kind of like well i guess everybody has an opinion but like this guy's opinion is so fucking far off base on this 
that like I just can't get behind it. And and to be honest, dude, I don't really want to talk about him too too much. Yeah, but just, what I will say is that like it's so obvious that he's I wouldn't say he's he's trolling or any of that, but I do think that you know he he's trying to get a rise out of people. Yeah, and I guess you know if we're if we're talking about it on our podcast, that's yeah. Kind like of what his intention the, was, right? Yeah, like he's like, oh, people haven't been talking about me recently. No one's been like mad about me at me recently. I'm just gonna tweet out this stupid thing, and then people. Well, know. yeah, it's just because everybody's mad at Jim Matheson, so like oh we don't God. have time to be mad about fucking demo. Demo spin, baby. Jim Matheson is like, honestly, just him and like, uh, oh, who's that other Edmonton guy? Who? <sighs> doesn't even matter it, Whatever, it honestly Ed, edmonton media is like absolutely insane on a whole other level like i agree they're actually just batshit crazy but, but yo if i can just, be real with you for a second yeah. if damo spin slid into my dms and was like <laughs> you don't have to if you don't want to but if you want to send me a selfie uh <laughs> what would you send him what would i send him yeah like if he slid into my dms straight up i'd probably send him a photo of me like, I'll, I'll send him a picture of, you get where I, you know, like, of your if dick? he's looking, I'll send him a picture of my dick. Fuck, yeah. I don't fucking care. Yeah, whatever. I don't fucking, but actually, you know, it's kind of fucked up. Well, Yo, I was watching Degrassi recently. Oh, I don't know really? if I was telling you about this. No. Yo, the newest seasons of Degrassi this are on Degrassi? Netflix, right? I mean, fairly new. And right. Robin and I will watch it just to kind of like okay. unwind if we're like on our phones. We're not like oh, even shit. really watching it. But there is an episode that just recently came out where this guy was, he accidentally sent a girl in his class a picture of his dick and the girl was like, that's not cool. Like, I didn't consent to that, which is a great theme to be teaching people on TV. Like, I I will agree to that. Mm -hmm. However, his excuse was, I meant to send it to my friend who's a dude because dudes send pictures of our dicks to other dudes. (laughs) <laughs> and I'm thinking like true what? yeah <laughs> but, that's a common uh, thing to do don't you do that with <laughs> it's stupid but like it's weird like I don't know what to it's a weird segue I just wanted you guys to watch the show that's all yeah um speaking of twitter it's another segue <laughs> somebody went fucking viral <laughs> so what's I, considered viral for hockey twitter 1500 likes probably, probably. yeah how many? I'll let you explain it. So if you guys missed it and don't follow him on Twitter, at no salary retained, no he without the D. <laughs> You're fucking whack if you don't follow Thomas on Twitter. Uh, okay, thanks. Um, Sorry, buddy. I'm just going to bat for you, but a lot of your tweets suck. But this one was pretty good. I literally good. have my tweets suck in my bio, so it's <laughs> it's, it's true that you do. Um, so. <laughs> so I tweeted out like I saw on Twitter, people were like, "Oh my god!" Like. Mitch Marner is, like, dancing with Marlo's kids on Instagram. And it was, like, I went straight to Marner's Instagram. It was 10 minutes uploaded before, like, his story. And I was, like, perfect. Ripping this. Just uploading it. and seeing what's happened. So, as of now... Imagine you got fucking ratioed. Oh, yeah. Well, I got the good ratio. Yeah, I was gonna... Well, I guess that's true, yeah. So, as of now... It's up to the video itself is up to one hundred seventy five thousand views. Holy fuck! Uh, twelve about like just over twelve hundred retweets and about forty oh. forty seven hundred likes. So Dude. so for me it's like 
viral pretty much like i've never had a tweet over like a hundred no i had i had one of my videos my random retweet uh highlight videos go up to like 200 and i was like yeah cool like sounds good and then this is fucking crazy like i'm getting notifications like crazy constantly um that's great man don't don't forget don't forget the little people when you get to 500 followers okay i feel like such a dick like (laughs) talking about twitter like i got this i got this many likes and uh do you have habity like uh but so speaking imagine your imagine your boss came by and he's like thomas love the work you've been (laughs) doing for us recently but I noticed that your tweet went viral on company hours, so you're yeah. fucking out of here, buddy. <laughs> yeah, I'm quitting soon. Uh, so. <laughs> oh, great. Awesome. Uh, cool, man. So. That's in the industry what they call a tease. Yeah. I like that. That's um, good. So speaking of Twitter and tweets going viral, so our past guest from last week, in the killer episode with Ramina Shlaw, Um I We had, love Rams. Hell yeah. Shout out Rams. What I had, up? At the beginning of the season, I had a jersey bet with her. If, oh, yeah. If one of my tweets would go over a 1,000 likes. If I had a 1,000-like tweet, then what would happen is that she would buy me a jersey if I got that amount. But if I didn't, then I would have to buy her a jersey. So I'm betting on myself that I could get with the And can I just say this? Season, yeah. I honestly expected her to get there before you, only because no, see, I don't it's, know if it's you've ever re- read any of her drunk tweets. I know she, it's not on but... her, but it's on me. So she bet oh, that I, I see, could I see. get a tweet with thousand likes, which honestly I probably wouldn't unless like it was something like this. So of course I got it with this tweet, but she was talking to me today and she wants us to talk about it on the podcast today. <laughs> All right, let's talk if, about it. <laughs> If I truly won the contest, if all I did was rip a video down that Marner, like, took and then uploaded it with a stupid caption. You know what? Here's the thing. Can I be frank for a second? You can still be Thomas. So, here's the thing. Um, The good news that is that, like... How do I word this? We live in a time now where there is not a yes or a no... There is a final decision made by a third-party neutral arbitrator. <laughs> so here's the good news: is that I'm gonna award you the jersey oh, yeah. because hockey is basically whose line is it anyways? In the sense that like the points don't matter, baby. It like none <laughs> of this shit fucking matters. And like we're not the first people to like you know. Yeah. poke fun at the NHL for this this week on other podcasts but like I guess we can talk about it a little bit like with the, these suspensions that are just like the third party arbitrators just like yeah I don't know if maybe like Gary Bettman like picked on him or something as a kid and like he's turning over all of Bettman's decisions but like I was listening to 31 Thoughts uh, on the way home from work tonight and they were talking about how uh, in June they could look at like either scrapping that process or bringing on a different arbitrator. What are your, what are your thoughts on the Tom Wilson like suspension, like lessening or whatever and him getting some money back? It's so stupid. Like, honestly, like you suspend a player for this amount. You should, it should just be that. Yeah. It's just a whole thing, a process that's annoying. And like, I think it was on the 31 thoughts like last week. I didn't listen to the most recent one, 
We're basically yeah. just stealing our content from other podcasts, but no, uh, I just think it's an interesting it's, talking so, point. So their whole thing that I heard like them float the idea is that if this keeps on going on, where like guys like Austin Watson, Tom, I'm not, I'm not saying that what Austin Watson did and what Tom Wilson did are the same. Right, they're not obviously. They're not obviously, but like, um, guys that have lengthy subs- suspensions and then just get them reduced. What's gonna end up happening is that they'll just right away just give them more games. Like, oh, we're gonna suspend this guy for we want this guy suspended for ten games. Okay, so if we want this for ten games, then we'll go twenty, and then they'll re- eventually reduce it to ten. You know, right. like eventually that might happen. So right, and they were talking about that on a couple of other shows as well. Yeah. Just you know, we haven't recorded in a bit, so yeah, we're a little behind on it a bit, but. Like how they have to use a multiplier because yeah, they I expect, yeah. right? And if George Peros does that and he, you know, expects that the neutral arbitrator is going to bring it down. Do you hear my dog like making noises in the background? A little bit. He just, oh, there he is. Oh, right on key. Uh, sorry, I, I have to keep getting up every few minutes because he'll find something to chew yeah. on. And he was just chewing on a, a bobby pin. So oh, that's healthy. yank. Yanked that out of his dumb mouth, and uh, now he's just lying on the ground. But anyways, with with the the multiplier, it's like you know what are, what are we realistically going to see as suspensions if you know we're trying to prove a point, and you know even with this shit with uh, with fuck what's his name Josh Morrissey with the hit, I didn't see which the is, hit yet. So. It's more or less the exact same thing as what Mike Matheson did to oh, really? Elias Peterson. Um, so it's kind of like, you know, like there's no fucking, like if, if there's precedent, there, there's no consistency. Like yeah. we're not seeing anything that makes sense, right? And they're kind, they said like, you know, we're going to make it, we're, we're going to make an example out of Tom Wilson. And it's like, no, you fucking didn't. And yeah. I know that they... The arbitrator is like something that they kind of like argue, not argue for rather, but negotiate in the in the CBA. And I wonder, you know, what that's going to look like, you know, when the time comes. But like I said, like there's just so many variables at play here, right? My dog is he literally just pulled the cable out of the outlet. Can you just for a quick second riff on the next topic for a moment? This is the puck sabotages episode this Hold episode on a disaster okay so we're making it work baby keep grinding it out this is my own podcast now um so guys i was thinking what's up with the tanner pearson carl Haglund train that's a thing that's in the news you know when i think about swedish people i think about carl Haglund because carl Haglund's a fucking swedish ass name so I think the trade, we're talking about the Carl Hagen, Tanner Pearson trade now. Oh, I can talk about Let's that. Let's go. Okay. Yeah. So, Do you, what's the, what's the over under that you start talking about it and the dog takes I'll a shit like on the minute. floor? I'll give like a minute. Okay. Um, I mean, he did go out to the bathroom recently, but I'm just saying, okay, you if you want to put a prop bed in, come down. So what I was it's what say, they do. So basically I've been talking about this with a couple Penns fans and they're really sad to see Carl Hagen go, but. It's basically the Pens are trying to sustain their success with the core that they have. 
Right. And I know Tanner Peterson isn't the face of success when the guy has scored one point in 17 games this season. Um, but he's for cheap, and he can play in your top six. Like, tonight he's playing on a line with Malkin and Hornquist. So, like, that's pretty damn good to get for, like, three million bucks. Um, yeah. Or, I and, guess, just over. Yeah, it's like 3.75. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, so like I said, right now he's currently barking so, at the Robin's purse. Yeah, that's fine. And he's also really pat. He, the thing, hold on, I'm just trying to decipher what he's saying. Um, really, what he has to talk about here in his barks is he's yeah. talking about how Tanner Pearson is a former first, uh, first round pick of the yeah. LA Kings in the 2012 draft. But he had like 25 goals a few years ago, did he not? And yeah, even though he hasn't. He had one of those sketchy seasons where, like, you score more goals than assists, you know? Like, I don't trust those seasons. Well, like, obviously, he probably was shooting at, like, fucking 30% yeah. or something. He was, shooting too, at, like, he was shooting at, like, 15, I think. Yeah, 15. So it's it's like, not too bad, but it's, like, still, yeah. un, like, over. But, yeah, like, I hear you. What I'm, I was basically saying, like, Carl Hagelin's the better player, I think, right now. Like, he's, Tanner Pearson's, like, what, 24? Like, Whatever. You can figure it out. If you're sitting next to Malkin just banging in shit, then, like, you could turn out a pretty good career. Yeah. But Carl Hagelin's a UFA at the end of this year. And like, so it's kind of a good deal for the Pens. Like, we'll sustain, we'll have this guy on for cheap that could be a more. And if he's not, if he's only a third liner, then it's fine because he's not getting paid that much. Um, and Carl Hagelin... What? I was just going to say that, like, I don't even expect L.A. to keep Hagelin. He's a UFA. He, they're going to trade him. They're going to, like, yeah. So he's going to be second-round yeah. pick, like, trade fodder come I, well, the deadline. I was, I was talking to people about this. Like, so if L.A. really wants to, this is kind of the perfect trade for L.A. Because, like, it's not the perfect trade. But, like, if they're just getting a guy, I wouldn't trade Pearson for him. But, um if they're getting a guy like Havlin and they obviously LA wants to be successful with that core and how locked up they are. Yeah. So if they get a guy like Haglin and then they kind of rise out of the ashes of the dead last in the league and then like Okay. I love the visual. Yeah, I know. I I'm feeling it, bro. This is a visual podcast now. Uh dude, if we ever <laughs> fucking put our podcast on YouTube, I'm fucking out of here just saying <laughs> it will never fucking we're too, happen we're too ugly well one we're too ugly <laughs> two i do the podcast in my fucking undies every week and i don't want Dude, my fucking so wiener right i don't want my like just wiener a, to fall out yeah, of my you fucking get, like your balls just like drooping out. <laughs> no ew fuck that i don't want to talk about my balls man but anyways <laughs> okay. so, uh, demo so, if you're listening um so, so, hey, let's move forward so what what i was just talking about is like so if, if LA comes out and like makes the playoffs randomly out of this like historically bad start, then it's all Gucci because like you got Haglin, whatever. You don't really need to trade him at the deadline. But then if they still suck and they're like ten points out of the out of the playoffs, yeah, uh, come the trade deadline, then they could trade Haglin for the future pick. So it's kind of like a win-win. Like no matter what, they could figure out this situation. So. Yeah, I get that. I think, like, with Hagelin, if there was an opportunity for them to re-sign him, I feel like they might do it, only because we know L.A. has yeah. no problem giving fucking contracts to players over 30. 
Hey, listen, bro. I'll be fucking thirty in February, and Did I'm you? I'm useless as a twenty-nine year old. I can't imagine what I'll be like after a four-year contract or whatever they end up giving him. But yeah, to me, you know, I I think that. Well, I don't know. You could probably get Hag. You could probably get like what a second round pick, maybe a first round pick for Hagelin. Uh, I guess it's even rental. But like if- it would be. But if they felt that they could re-sign him, maybe I don't know. Dude, Hagelin's never had power play time. If yeah, is he's a penalty killer though? I gotta imagine yeah, with how fast like he is, right? Yeah. Yeah. He, well, yeah, I he's really good defensively. Like that's under like. He's really, yeah. really good. Like I like Hagelin a lot. I've always liked him. I liked him when he played oh, really? in Anaheim. And Rangers like, too. Rangers yeah, like Hagelin guys, is probably my favorite. Did Hagelin and Grabner did him and Grabner play on the same team, like the Rangers at the same time? I don't know. I can't remember. I if they did, I'm not much of a Rangers fan myself, but imagine just like how fast for them. I don't know why. They got cool uniforms, I suppose. Oh, I love them. And Kev- Kevin Hayes is cool. So that's where I'm Ryan, at. But... Ryan Spooner, shout out Rams. She'll get it. Okay, cool. There's, the there's one of those. Yeah, yeah, tell me about it after. <laughs> uh, so we did talk about that. Um, I did want to talk about all the fucking injuries that are going on. So half of the NHL is injured for what was the time frame for most of them? Like four to eight oh, weeks, crazy. which is like so many guys. Pretty are wide out, gap. Like but... Subban's out. Chara's out. Uh, yeah. Uh, those are the ones that were coming out today. Uh, who else? I don't know. It's just been crazy. It feels like around this time. Uh, Arv- like, uh, Arvidsson, I believe, Arvidsson's is injured out too. For like, uh, like, two, like two or three months. Yeah. Uh, there's yeah, a I'm few. Not, I th- yeah, when it when it comes to these like injuries that keep happening though, like I mean you can't prevent them at all. But are you a fantasy hockey guy at all? Yeah, I, I'm in the league. Are you? Yeah. yeah. I think uh, like I actually kind of regret not playing this year because I think I talked about it before. I uh, won my uh, league oh, yeah. several times. It's just. I'm unreal at fantasy, but that's fine. Uh, so here are all the people that are injured that came out today. Are you ready? Yeah. Andre Vasilevsky. Right. Uh, he's on the IR for a left foot fracture. Oh. Pat Maroon. Uh, he has an upper body injury. Uh, Radko Gudis uh, has an illness and is uncertain if he'll play the Lightning. Uh, we have Zach Parise. He's injured. Surprise, surprise. He's got an illness. Riley Nash. Uh, also has an illness. Uh, Sergei Bobrovsky also has an illness, no, probably Ill, because he's going to fucking Calgary. Uh, Zidane Chara, did you see that that his knee like contort uh, in the play no. from a couple of days ago? No, I didn't see that. Ooh, it's pretty gross. Yeah. And uh, newly signed Jacob Chikrin is has an upper body injury. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. What was your take on the Chikrin signing? Uh, I guess to we'll just move along from the injuries. Uh, well, I'm just trying to thing, find. I want to like touch on a few things. Injured. Yeah. But like but, he's injured fucking constantly. Uh. So yeah. So like Jacob Chikrin. What was it like six mil? Uh. Yeah. So he's gonna be looking at courtesy years. courtesy of NHL numbers Hell because yeah. we don't use cap friendly around no, here. No. Just kidding. It's just built into elite prospects. I'm not shit talking. I'm just saying. So it's uh, so four yeah, six. It's uh, four point six for the next six years. That's right. And it buys However, two UFA years. Right. 
he's going to get injured, and he, I think he's going to be a player that is, like, injured fairly often. Uh, I wish that wasn't the case because I like Chikrin. Dude, I remember when Chikrin was, like, the consensus number one pick the year oh, that yeah. he got drafted. Um, and he was dominant for Sarnia. I don't know if you remember that all remember that well. That. But there is a period in time where they're like, he's going to be, you know, like obviously Austin Matthews went first that year. Yeah. Uh, but there is like a very good chance that he was going to be in the top three. I and then, that. of yeah. course, he, re- he slipped like crazy. He did uh, the old Lilligren slip back. Well, Joe Valino. Little little Joe Valino. Every year, every year there's one, man. Yeah, but, like, he drops, like, fucking crazy. Um, and, you know, it, it, it's just crazy. Like, he, he's had issues, obviously. Um, I know our friend Tim Waugh loves Jacob Chikrin. I'm, pro- I'm sure he's probably yeah. pretty fired up about it, um, about the signing. But, yeah, I'm not I, – I wonder if they were able to – I don't know if this is a thing or not, but I wonder if just based on the fact that he hasn't played a ton in the last yeah. few years, if that was contributing to getting that AAV down a little bit. Like, since he's played in the NHL, last year he only played 50 games. This year he's only played a single game coming back from injury and then getting injured that same fucking game. And then the year before that he missed 20 games as well. Or sorry, that first year he was in the NHL, he missed 68. Uh, So, and then he had... Well, and he had issues with his shoulder, if I'm not mistaken, when he played in Sarnia. So... I don't know. You just you just worry because like he's he could be a really big difference maker on the back end for Arizona, but like just he's made a glass man. Like it's yeah. just not working. It's a out. lot of money to like think about and like I don't know. Like, but you have to sign that guy and like I think it's a a reasonable AAV, and it, they did long term because if like it's it's hard because you partly you want to just be like you have barely played. So here's two years, be yeah. healthy, and then here's here's two years at two mil per, and that's basically what you're worth right now, where you're playing in the lineup. Yeah. Um, and get healthy and whatever, and show that you're like an eight million dollar defenseman. Then we'll pay you that much. But now they're yeah, kind of wishy washy and taking a big bet, where he could be, he could end up in like two or three years being like Brendan Smith, honestly. Like you could think like. Dude, people can drop people. Right for the fucking jugular, Defensemen eh? <laughs> like that can just drop. Like, yeah, you could just, if you don't have that pedigree, and honestly, yeah. Chikrin does because he was touted as a top five pick and then he dropped. Yeah. Um, and that's a whole thing on, like, draft stock and value in your players of where they're drafted and stuff. Yeah. Um, that's a whole other thing. But, like... Yeah, true enough. I, I, I think, like, they're taking a big a bit of a risk really because like he has barely played and like you don't want to spend that much money but it's arizona so they don't have any fucking cap problems they're fine well yeah and i think the other thing too is is like to your point they were gonna sign him 4.6 over six years like 4.6 it's not not like a yeah it's it's not going to you know with the cap you know projected to go up and stuff as well i i don't really think it's going to be too big of a deal but i mean if he if he he reaches a ceiling like what he was projected as in his draft year then that's a fucking bargain so speaking of uh cap problems and uh the cap ideas and how arizona coyotes will be fine 
All right, let's I, hear your grand scheme. I texted, I texted Chris this idea. Um, well, I, I actually talked to EJ first, if you know EJ on Twitter, Emily Joe Michelle, because she likes all that cap shit. So I was like, I'm going to talk to her about it because I know that she'll be uh, just like all over it. Um, yeah, are you minimizing the salary cap and its importance in modern hockey? Yeah, pretty much. No, but like, so I'm basically, I had this idea on a bus and I was like, I just think about random stupid hockey ideas and that you can roast me forever for this. And I hey, were you, were you shattered when you were on the bus coming back from London, I bet? Yeah, I was, no. Yeah, uh, hung over maybe? What else? No. Um, okay, worth a try. But, <laughs> uh, basically, I, I haven't thought this through at all, but I basically just thought of it in like whatever like already ej the first thing that she said back to me was like what if what if this happened i was like oh i didn't think about this (laughs) so so my idea is that so i was thinking about more about baseball and how like different teams had different budgets and everything like you have the marlins only paying like 50 mil to their players and then you have the yankees having like a 200 220 million dollar payroll so i was like okay how can like this be applied to hockey and like i know people don't like the idea of like teams dispersing like their talent like this like it's so such a big uh gap in between the teams and the league and it shows on the field honestly but uh excuse me uh so i was thinking about with the nhl if you set a cap so say if it's 80 mil right now yeah then if you're a team that spends under that you get that amount back as extra cap for the next year. So it's like a baseball team. Say you have a $100 million budget set by your owner, but you underspend that. And it's the same way in soccer kind of too. If you don't buy players for a year, you save up that money because it's actual money. It's not like cap dollars in the NHL where they like goes it resets. Yeah, we're talking like money. We're talking in, about money actual in. money that yeah. if you save it, it's still gonna be there forever. Yeah, so, that makes sense. So that's kind of what my general thinking was. This and it's a stupid idea. It's never gonna happen. But I'm just sharing my thought process on this, just entertaining people. So what if you get that extra cap for next year? It's almost like you save cap. So it gives ELCs a huge fucking value. Where you get those players, and it'll be huge priority to asset your to manage your ELCs properly, where a lot yeah. of teams don't right now. Exactly. Um, it'll give priority to um, some trades that'll happen. How would that affect things like long term injury reserve? See, I or no I didn't. Oh, again, I didn't think this yeah. through. I, thought, I just thought like initially it'd be a cool idea because like then the Leafs, of course, it all affects the Leafs. I was going to say, so that would give them, just so I'm understanding well, this like, correctly. They're underspending so much this year because, right. like, even with Neil and sign, they're still $20 million under or whatever. See, it'd be interesting, though, if you, like, I like that, but imagine that there was no, like, when it came to something like LTIR or something, for example, yeah. that didn't exist. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. that, like, Nathan well, Wharton's contract would still be on the books. That's what's in baseball, is that they don't... Yeah their injured players still count to their payroll because they're still paying them. Right. So it's not like baseball, like 
I'm not. I'm sure I'm getting this wrong for like people that pay attention to a lot of baseball. Like I'm like very, like basic knowledge about the economics of baseball and stuff. But, um, like, so what would happen is that it would kind of even out every team because say the Leafs get twenty million extra dollar cap hit and they're able to sign Matthews and Marner next year. Yeah. But then you're like, okay, but what if a team, like. So suddenly the Leafs are at like, because they saved one year, yeah. Then they have this huge payroll that is over everyone else's. That doesn't seem fair. But they saved that one year, so isn't it like, isn't it incentive to really asset your your cap to really manage your cap properly so that you could have dip years where like you have a bunch of young players really cheap. You're like thirty million dollars under, and then the next year, so you have to plan ahead, like super far in advance. Yeah, like you just have to plan. Map it the, out a little the bit. The timeline, map it out exactly. So like, okay. it's almost like you're going to a tank year, a tank year economically, where you save yeah. all that money, but then it also in the end it evens out spending, because okay. if a like if you save that much then you still get that much later and it's dude this is what i'm gonna say i like your idea it's like a um, stupid like it's like but a i think i thought, think the know? salary cap is dumb and for those reasons i'm out but that like it, this cap like then kind of gets the cap stays but then also kind of goes yeah i get it i just think you need to like i'm gonna try and like dragon's den this for you yeah. i think you need to flesh this idea out a little bit more Evaluation. come back into the den uh where carter puck and i will be waiting uh <laughs> and we'll just see if your evaluation makes sense yep. and we'll go a little bit further with okay. it but for those reasons right now i'm out thank you thomas please exit stage but, left but 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 but, but, but <laughs> no no but, no no, but, no. But, don't make no. me get Kevin O'Leary to kick you off of the show here, okay, oh, yeah. buddy? But yeah. listen, I like it. We should actually flesh it out, though, because I think you're, you're on like, to something. Because so if you think about it, like, I'm trying to think of all the arguments against it. Like, okay, then suddenly it becomes baseball where, like, the big teams are spending. But then yeah. teams like Arizona will have that actual physical money saved up so that they can spend. So now the poor teams become less poor. It's like a baseball team. Yeah. Like Well, and it would if, be a deterrent against a team like Arizona weaponizing their cap space yeah. for the purpose of taking a bad contract to get assets back. Yeah. It makes sense. So, makes so sense. like it it kind of like a team if like the Oakland A's or whatever, like they're if you're in a small market like that, and you yeah. have to d- depend on every dollar from your friends, pretty much. Like, then if you underspend your budget, then you save up that money, kind of like what I was talking about earlier. Then you save up that money, and then eventually you're not a poor team anymore. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, then your budget keeps on going up every year the more you save. Yeah. So then you eventually don't have to be a, a poor team, and that's where revenue sharing comes in that the NHL already does so that the teams earn the same amount of money. Right. So yeah. it's, it's interesting. Kind of, it's let's, interesting. I want to talk, I like want to like run into we'll do, like Bill Daly's office and be like, you know, what's fucking cool. 
this yeah. idea. <laughs> and Bill Daly will be like, I thought you and Chris were recording a short episode, but we had to listen to Thomas talk about the salary cap for 25 fucking minutes. Yeah. Uh, no, all joking aside, though, I think it's cool. We got to wrap up, though. So, like, can we get a quick fantasy rankings? Am oh, yeah. I still whooping your asses or what? Hey, actually... Fuck off, dude. I was doing so well. Am I losing? Let's get an update. Just win, baby. Just win, baby. This is really close. It's crazy, actually. All right. In third place is Carter, as usual. He's kind of yes. used to that. Love the, Carter, but he had—he yeah. didn't pick very well. He Not his the fucking Kings. Like, with his. Because he loves. It's because he so, loves Kovalchuk, dude. So that's why. He picked the Kings <laughs> when, like, the Blue Jackets, the Flames, the Avalanche. The... He's had a rough go. So tell me, am I in first place? Okay. Well, I'm getting there. He has 88 wins. Because I'm going to let Robin pick the jersey I get. I've made that decision. Uh, Nylander, Flyers jersey. Oh, God. Alex Nylander, right? <laughs> um, so, did you freeze? I think you froze. No, no. Sorry. There's, okay. there's like, fucking ambulances and fire trucks uh, flying by our house. Just good old Barry. You know, a lot of sound effects from my end today. I'm yeah. sorry, guys. My bad. Nothing. My dog was barking earlier, but it shut up. So. Yeah, my dog will not abide by your rules. So, in second place is you. Dude. <laughs> no, seriously? Get this. Carter, 88. You're in second place with 90. I'm in first place with 91. Dude, it's things so are close. getting tight. So like, I like my, it. My underperforming team is obviously the Blues because I picked the Blues third. Yeah. And then your team, honestly, nothing, like, as usual, no one's really underperforming. Probably the biggest underperformer is the Penguins, but, of course, they'll bounce back, so. Well, yeah, we got Tanner Pearson now, so. Honestly, you'll probably win because I have the Blues. Yeah, I'm into it. Okay, so we got our update. Let's wrap this up with uh, something old and something new. Cue the music. We're back. Thomas, what's your something old and something new? So my something old that I'm enjoying recently, that I kind of been enjoying for a while, but it's old, so whatever. It's kind of where I got my stupid salary cap idea is from playing Out of the Park Baseball 18. On Twitter. I've seen it. Oh, yeah. It's the, it's the best game ever, man. It's so fun. Like, it's so nerdy and, like... I don't know. So if, if no one knows what it is, it's basically a real, like, it's a real-time, not real-time, but, like, a simulation. Robin just wants to say something on the show because she's okay. walking by. She's She has worked a 14-hour day. She's about oh, no. to go in the bath. The 
hit the hay. She's she comes home. She has to hear you and I fucking arguing about oh, the salary cap. Yo, can, I just want to give a shout out to all the ladies in our lives Shut because the fuck up. they. There we go. <laughs> That's what she'll say. She's wonderful. Uh, but uh, okay, so out of the park baseball. Yeah. So basically, it's like a it's like a GM simulator. It's basically like be a GM on on the NHL games. Okay, so what's your something new, Thomas? Um, something new is daniel romano's romano's new album it's really good i'm seeing him i think next month whenever he comes with frigs uh he's probably one of my favorite like canadian artists right now um it's not out yet but i've kind of been listening to a little bit of his singles but it'll be out soon it's really fucking good canadian guy canadian contact get that crtc rating up love it yo look into the camera for a second He's so big now. That's crazy. He wanted to, he wanted to make an appearance on the show. Um, I love it. I haven't heard of that guy, but I like Canadian music. He, uh, my, he, was, the, he was the singer in uh, Attack and Black. Oh, okay. So yeah, I, I but know now that he's guy like is. on like he had like a country phase, and now it's like very artsy. Like, yeah, he's really good. He has a lot of different albums, and he probably puts one out like every couple months. Cool. Uh, my something old right now is listening to music of my youth, uh, which is kind of a thing for me. So recently I've been going through Nelly's discography, uh, which is the intro music this week. I haven't decided what song yet, but I was going to give you an intro music. Not this week, buddy. I got to use Nelly. I'm really feeling it. Uh, but there is a period in time when I was younger, I went on a trip out to Nova Scotia to see my family and I only had two CDs for my Walkman and it was it was uh, Country Grammar by Nelly and (laughs) Hellbilly Deluxe by Rob Zombie so I had these Country Grammar is so fucking that's an underrated album as a whole yeah it's great a whole album it's so good I might make Country Gram. Yeah, I know what Country Gram. Country Grammar is going to be the intro this week. Okay. But yeah, so like I had that and Rob Zombie. And I think if okay. you knew that I would grow into the man that I am today, you would be like, oh, it's because he listened to fucking Rob Zombie and Nelly on the same trip. So anyways, it perfectly encapsulates who I am yeah. as a person. And my something new right now would be um, probably... Uh, I just recently started watching uh, the last season of House of Cards without that fucking scumbag Kevin Spacey. Uh, I'm, you know when you kind of like hate watch a show where you're like, because I'm the same way with The Walking Dead and like I will still watch The Walking Dead even though I know it's fucking garbage just because I dedicated fucking six seasons of my time to watching this fucking show I feel the same way about House of Cards I I, I just gotta get through it yeah so I felt that same way I don't know if you watch Dexter don't if you fucking go on dude Dexter's the aside from the show Nip Tuck Dexter is the best television show of all time at its peaks like trinity killer season greatest season of like show whatever tv yeah i'm with you bro fucking last three seasons i hate watched that so much where i was like i'm just trying to get through this because i've already watched five seasons of this yeah like the last season is pretty bad well like spoiler alert 
when they find out, like Deb finds out that he's a killer, that's it's, when it starts to go down. It goes down, yeah. Yeah. Like the cliffhanger where she walks in on him fucking killing the guy. Yeah. That was cool. But the season, I think there was After two that, seasons. Like, okay, what are they going to do? Yeah, like, like there's no payoff yeah. really. It's a really good show. Like people should still watch it like from the beginning. Like Yeah. And I'm sure people have, and I'm sure if I'm going to spoil it right now at, at the end, then, like, it doesn't really matter. But Well, just... but they, they did the same thing with The Walking Dead. Spoiler alert for real. I don't care. They did the fucking psych out. Like, oh, we want the viewers to think that he's dead, but he's not really okay, dead. Okay, so we could talk about how Dexter at the end, that is the lumberjack thing. Yeah, like, that, that just was pissed fucked. me off. Yeah. I, I watched that, I was like... I think my whole family was a huge, like, I was still living with my parents, and we all were at yeah. the time, and, like, we all watched it as a family, like, every, whatever, Sunday every night. Every Sunday night at 9 o'clock. Hell yeah. yeah. So we always I was watched in, it. I was in university, and I watched I watched it all the time. It was my yeah. favorite fucking TV. It still is. Only second to Nip Tuck, which is a I, show about plastic that. surgery. Dude, I've, it is yeah. the greatest. It's so fucking good. You gotta watch it. You it's really made by the same time. guy. What's that? <laughs> You know, I, 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 I can't commit to shows. Well, you can commit to shows but not movies. Okay, <laughs> no problem. No, you I, know, I, I will I will say, though, like, Nip Tuck is made by the same guys who did Scream Queens and American Horror Story. Okay. Uh, and, the like, they use a lot of the same actors and actresses, that, so it's pretty cool. Yeah, I, I fuck with it hard, dude. So it's American so Horror good. American Horror Story is one of the things... I remember when we talked about the Halloween, it's like, you guys don't even watch, like... You were talking if I even watch horror stuff. Yeah. American Horror Story, I've watched, like, two seasons. Well, the newest That's... season, Apocalypse, just ended last night. Yeah. So I'm not going to spoil that. But it was okay. Yeah. It was okay. I wouldn't say it was great, but it was an okay season. So another but... shout-out, another recommendation. Yeah. I don't know if you've I... seen it. It's on Netflix now. It's kind of a new show. But yeah. Bodyguard. Haven't watched it. I okay, know a should. couple of the guys I work it's with are, so like, obsessed with it. Good. It's only, I'll like, six it. episodes. Yeah. So it's basically just six hours. It's a British show, so it's really short. So yeah. With the guy from Game of Thrones. I don't know his character name because I've only watched, like, two seasons. Okay. Um, but, yeah, it's really, really good. Like, front to back, like, never a, like, dull moment kind of that stuff. But Okay, I'll check it out. It's honestly really, really good. Love it. Yeah, sure. Okay, well, on that note, we lied. It's not a short episode. It's going to be about the same as it normally is. And we, oh, I yeah. think, touched on pretty well everything. Yeah. Um, thanks for listening, guys. As always, you can follow uh, Thomas on Twitter, at no salary retained, retained without the E. Doing it and, then, and then Thomas goes, ah, man, I got to fucking change that. Ah. Every time. Every time. That's you can a follow bit me. Now. It's a bit now. I know. I love it. You can follow me at Killing 9 and Carter at Carter Lupel. We are going to be back and next week with Carter. Yes, follow the podcast, of course, at Takeoff Hosers. Uh, Thomas runs the account, so you can uh, get some pretty good stuff there. I tweet from him. You should, yeah. Get some, get our engagement up, bro. Oh, but, um, yo, we're going to be back next week with Carter, which is going to be great. We're going to yeah. celebrate our one year of doing this podcast. So we got some funny things, uh, including uh, playing bits from when Carter and I first started the episode. The first episode's, like, unlistenable. I can't even listen to it. And I'm not saying so I'm, like, any good at this. Oh. I'm not, I'm not saying I'm any good at this podcasting thing, but holy fuck, I'm much better than I was at the beginning. 
Um, Steady increase, you know, guys? Like It's true. I love it. Yo, uh, the other thing, too, is is that you can follow uh, along on SoundCloud or uh, like and subscribe on the Apple Podcasts or uh, iTunes application on your iPhone. Uh, and we're also on SoundCloud as well, soundcloud.com. We should go on Spotify. We will talk about it. We can make <laughs> it happen. I Yeah, I've looked into it. I'm down. Yeah. Spotify is cool. Well, even I was talking to like people like... Like, I think it was my sisters were talking about podcasts, and they're like, oh, I listen to this one on Spotify. Like, I was like, what? Like, people actually do that? I had no idea. People actually listen to podcasts on Spotify. And, like, Spotify, like, recommends podcasts that, like, aren't huge, like, hugely listened. Okay. I love it. This podcast was brought... Thomas is doing a fucking ad read for Spotify at the end of the podcast. But, uh, yeah, we'll see what we can do. We'll make it happen. Bye, Spotify Premium. Absolutely not. Spotify is the enemy. Have a good one, guys. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Oh, I love you guys too. We never say that. Love you. Bye. Bye.